Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. What's up, my guys? We are back. This is the Juice Box with episode 45. We are not in the studio tonight for reasons that we will not disclose. Big Zar, what's up? What's up, man? Oh, just chilling, you know, just trying to live my best cigar life. I hear you. It's um, it's different being back on this Skype again. Like, I know it really wasn't that long ago where we were doing the Skypes, but it, it felt it kind of feels strange. I'm not gonna lie. It's just after being back in the studio again, it's such a good vibe down in there. But yeah, um, it's the same old shits going on with me. House renovations galore. Blood, sweat, and tears, baby. I love it. I love it. But yeah, no, I, I I do feel you. It is. It's a noticeable difference when you do it on Skype versus all together. I can't explain it. Like I can't give you. Like if somebody asked what the difference was, I wouldn't be able to explain it to them. But there's just that energy that we're missing. But it's okay because we're here. I learned something crazy today that Hank Steinmiller races in i racing for money and has raced against old nascar racers and is in one league below the a hundred thousand dollar paid league this is bananas he's been doing it since he was a senior in college and i just learned about it today how does he have the does he have the setup he yeah he well he doesn't use a rig he uses the old um uh, Xbox wheel from the old NASCAR game. And it's a computer iRacing game. And, and there's a, there's a clip I'll have to send you guys after this and maybe, um, fuck it. We'll upload it. Who cares if they flag it, whatever. But it, it's a funny ass clip where Hank's literally like in the race and like ninth or 10th place. And then he just f- fucking wrecks and flips everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, <laughs> he was he was always into those NASCAR uh, games for like Xbox and stuff. We would always talk about how uh, NASCAR Thunder 2003 was the was the best one they ever made. That's the best one. He, he's kind of like Batman, like before people knew he was Bruce Wayne, except for NASCAR. Like nobody knew he was a NASCAR fucking professional NASCAR e driver, but here we are. We all just found out. Can I just say that he has the perfect name already to be yeah. a NASCAR driver? <laughs> he literally does. Hank Steinmiller. It, it was so funny. It was like, and here comes, he's like, Valvoline number 74, Hank Steinmiller. And he's like in nice <laughs> on the ticker. And it's just so funny to think that like now in these days, it, it always wraps back to it. But to think that he could make money. Just, oh, just, yeah. just sitting at home and racing. I want to get into that somehow. Oh, ah. dude, I'm telling you. If there was a league, I mean, I've said this 45 million times, but if there was a league for Mario Kart on Nintendo 64, dude, I would run it. I swear I'd be like a millionaire right now. No doubt. There might be. I mean, I could tell you there's <laughs> leagues for the newest one, probably. Yeah. See, you I don't know if I'm even nice to... at that, though. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, yeah. Well, I don't know. The N64 one was pretty hard, to be honest. I love it. Tiggy Nation, what's up with you? Not much. Not much. Feeling great in the uh, 
Steelers black and gold right now, you know. Not worried about Le'Veon. I hope he never comes back, you know. Forget him. All right, we're only here for guys that want to stay and help build something. And, uh, you know, I'm just wearing it because sports are back, like officially, you know, not just soccer. We got basketball just started up, what, last night we're recording this on Friday. And then I believe hockey starts up Saturday, which would have been yesterday. So it's like it's full rock, lock and load, rock and sock and robots right now. So it's it's going to be cool for a few months and hopefully, you know, it doesn't get shut down. You know, it's crazy. Also I baseball, watched, I guess, but fuck baseball. I, guess. I haven't watched one thing. I haven't watched a basketball game, a hockey game, or a, ba- a fucking baseball game. But yeah. I get, I bet you tuned in to some baseball after you saw the Joe Kelly news. Oh, yeah. See, Jake, Jake's, being, Jake's, not, Jake's not a fan of that, but I fucking love it. Um, let I me mean, defend myself here. Listen, I I know the Houston Astros are going to get picked on and and beamed and all that all year. Here's my point: is if you're going to run your mouth, at least stand there or walk to the guy. It's you don't run your mouth when you're walking behind with your head turned to the side. That's all I was saying. What Joe Kelly did was great. I thought it was funny the faces that he was making. I'm just making the point to where at least stand your ground if you're going to do something like that. That's all. Can somebody fill me in? Because I haven't been paying attention to baseball because if I'm being honest, I didn't even realize it started back up. So so baseball started what? It's like uh, they're like seven, eight games in. It started up last week or something like that. But So the story is the Houston Astros cheated like multiple years ago. Same with the right. Red Sox because of right. like the, the cameras and all that stuff. So now mm. – there's like big over-unders on how many like Astro players are going to get beamed and stuff like that. And uh, it's just, it, I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's like that is what needs to be done in a sense because the league did not punish the team. Right. There was no suspensions or anything like that. So that was like the big issue. And Joe Kelly, you know, he's been no, he's known to be a little wild. You know, a ball slipped away from him. He filmed a video in quarantine of him warming up in front of his house. The ball slipped away, broke his window. <laughs> like from 20 feet, like from 30 feet away. You know, like it's crazy. I mean, this guy has a long history of not being accurate, but he's very animated, and which is great for the sport. You know, and he wears these like kind of like uh, workmen goggles. Goggles, you know? it's, yeah. It's hysterical, but he's really good. He's really tall and lanky, throws hard. And, you know, a couple balls went a little inside. He walked two guys, two guys out, you know. And the last guy strikes him out on a curveball low and away and stuff like that. And he's he's walking to the dugout, you know. But it's kind of like an A.J. Burnett, like, sit the fuck down. Like, he's yelling over to him. He's like, yeah, what, what are you going to cry? Or like, oh, I bet you didn't see that one. I don't know. There's whole transcripts and, like, funny videos made about him. But he's mouthing off as he's going to the dugout. Because, you know, that's what happens at the end of innings. You walk to the dugout. All right? It'd be worse <laughs> if he just stood his ground and, like, tried to start a fight. He's just doing him. He's shit-talking. He's walking to the dugout where he's supposed to be, you know? I think it was Correa who got struck out, you know? He's bitching that this guy's walking away. Don't get struck out then. Don't strike out. Hit the ball. I don't know. I get I get what's going on here. You're a homer for what for you're a you're a Dodgers homer. <laughs> you love the Dodgers. 
for any other fucking team, you would be agreeing with me. But just because it's fucking Joe Kelly that plays for the Dodgers, all of a sudden, baseball etiquette's getting pulled out on the table, huh? (laughs) I don't think that's the case because I'm like, I'm on the fan of like, there's no need to be violent. Like, I'm never going to stand up and try and start an altercation at like, a drunken fight at a bar, you know? You call me a pussy in my face, I'm going to walk in there and be like, yeah, you're damn right. I'm not going to fight you. See you later. Like, <laughs> you make you tough. That doesn't make you tough. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't care. You call me a bitch, yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm not going to fight you, all right? Because that's what gets them riled up more, okay? They're te- they they get so mad. They're so insecure, all right? Gosh, you just got to stop caring. Yeah. That's Dang. a good. That's a good insight there, Tig. It's it's best just to take the high road, yeah. or a take high, the high road. Yeah, or or a shot to the jaw, the old sucker. Yeah. <laughs> Taking the high road is the best road. But, it is. Yeah, but uh, in other news too, me and Jake uh, watched Aquaman last night, and oh. I gotta tell you, after that movie, I want to be Jason Momoa, because one. I didn't know this how the movie was. I, I really – I don't like the DC – okay, I can't say I don't like the DC stuff because past few movies we watched, I kind of like them. But I don't follow DC stuff, right. okay? And I watched the movie. They live up in like this mountain ocean town. Looks kind of like somewhere like you'd be in like Alaska, okay? And that he lived – he grew up in this lighthouse, and then it's just Jason Momoa and his dad in this little dive bar in this mountain town wearing flannels, drinking dark beer. I'm like, damn, I want to fucking go here. <laughs> Dude, it's so sick. And then, like, it was really good. It had so many vibes. It had so many uh, – Atlantis in the movie had so many, like, um, Pandora and Gungan vibes mixed together. You guys yeah. should watch it if you ever get the chance to watch Aquaman. It's a really good movie. I mean, you don't have to really watch any of the other ones. It, it's got its own story. Really exciting movie. And Amber Heard's in it, the girl from uh, Never Back Down. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. in the news right now. Very attractive. Yeah, I was about to say, she's she's getting pulled from those movies now. Oh, God. But well, uh, it wasn't, uh, well, I'll say in a second, but wasn't Aquaman one of the few DC movies that actually did get good reviews yeah. on its release? Out of all of them I've seen, that's definitely my favorite one. Yeah, I, I definitely definitely need to watch that one because I'm yeah. a big fan of his. I mean, yeah, kind of just from Game of Thrones is what got me into. Oh, dude. But yeah, uh, and, and he he just seems like his actual self in that. Like he's just living as acting as Jason Momoa, but he's Aquaman. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, in regards to the Amber Heard stuff, she's there. There's, you know, she and Johnny Depp were together for a while, then. They had a bad ending or falling out or whatever. Now they're in court. I, I can't remember if they were married or what, but they're in court for something. They were. They were married. So, yeah. So, I think it's divorce. And she basically slandered Johnny Depp, like, into the ground about how he was abusive and all this stuff. Well, now it's coming out more recently that she's a big fucking liar and she was the abusive one this whole time. So... So oh, yeah, wow, actually tables. Yeah. So the last thing I read was she cuz I think she was set to reprise her role in those DC films. Yeah. I just read something like a week ago. I'm pretty sure she's getting pulled from the movies. So Here here we go again. DC shuffling up characters. 
you know, it, I, I've actually, I pulled the curtain back. I went through all the DC movies and I, now that Marvel's been gone, I went through the ones that I've saw multiple times and I just started watching the actual universe in order. So I watched wonder woman, justice league, Aquaman watching Shazam tonight and birds of prey this weekend. They're really not that bad of movies. I think the issue that they had is they were just being released in the golden era of superhero movies. And I, I think the problem was is they were just getting overlooked. I didn't think Justice League was that bad. With that being said, I'm very excited for the Snyder Cut just to see how different it's going to be. But I, I, I do want to give DC movies their, their props because they are very, very good films. Unfortunately... We are with the actors and actresses again, and it, it's just starting to drive me crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like they just really lack in, in terms of continuity. Like they're they're just not good at they're not good at the world building that Marvel's done. You know, almost all Marvel movies have Easter eggs referencing each other. There's connections, you know, this and that, this and that. I mean, you guys know you're you're so far into it, it's so deep into it. Yeah. It's all it's almost like. They kind of, it's like, I don't want to tell DC, well, obviously I can't tell DC anything, but I don't want to be like, hey, maybe start from scratch again on your universe, because like, how many times can you do that? But, you know, yeah. well, I think, I think a a big factor is going to be this Snyder Cut that you mentioned. Well, I didn't realize the Snyder Cut, it has the black suited Superman. He has, Superman has a black suit in it. Which oh, I really? don't know the origin of that, but I, I I read something today where there's a big part of how Superman has his black Superman suit, which is pretty sick. Um, but yeah, like I mentioned it on our podcast probably five times. I think they just rushed it like that just because they were trying to keep up with Marvel. It's all a competition. They yep. should have just did their own things, stayed in their own lane, and probably been a lot better. You know what I mean? But whatever. So do you guys remember the Twitter hack of the Elon Musk Twitter hack, Joe Biden, the whole Bitcoin scam when Twitter got hacked a couple weeks ago? They yeah. just found who did it. Of course, the person lives in Florida, but that's another story. It was a 17-year-old boy who was able to hack Twitter's system and gain access to those big-time elite people's handles which is crazy that he's getting arrested. He needs a job. That's what he needs. Well, it, that kind of maybe maybe they'll offer him one behind the scenes, like the FBI or something. You know, I, I don't really know how how much intelligence it takes to be a computer hacker, but I, he's got to be probably pretty bright, I would they'll, say. They'll uh, white boy Rick his ass. Yeah. You guys seen white boy Rick? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, well, I'm not going to dive into it, but he's a little drug dealer. He's so good at it. He got caught, but then he got hired by the FBI to bring down the other drug dealers. Yeah, it it reminds me of uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Catch Me If You Can. Doesn't the FBI hire him at the end of the movie? Is that I I believe so? Yeah, I've I had last time I watched it in full. It was um, probably a couple years ago, but yes, that that is. That's one of my favorite Leo movies, and Tom Hanks is just great in it. That's a fantastic movie. It's very, very good. Also, though, the ending of that, like where he works for the FBI as like a consultant, is the premise of uh, what was it White Collar? 
if you've seen that show. Uh-uh. I have oh, not. It's, it's like the same premise. Um, I'm going to have to find the actor's name. Super suave. He almost looks like uh, Jimmy Craig from Miracle, but it's not him. I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to look up the name here, but oh. Super attractive look, guy. Looking it up, fact check, fact that's check. A, His name is kind Matt of an older Boner. Sh- Matt oh. Boner. Yep. That's kind of an older show, isn't it? Was that on USA? I believe so, yes. But uh yeah, Tim Decay's in it. Tiffany Thiessen, Thiessen. I mean, it's got a it's got a lot of characters who have been like in a lot of stuff and a lot of other USA shows and stuff like that. But it's a really kind of cool premise. And every episode's kind of different, but it's very action packed. And he's like he's like a master forger, like an art forger and stuff like that. So it's like super cool how he's like breaking in and escaping. And it's 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 a it's a very entertaining show. Would recommend. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. But guys, um, you guys are going to get ready and listen to a great, great interview with the Rough Riders owner. He's starting his own cigar business. Um, You know, real great guy to talk to. I I don't know what your guys' takes were, but, you know, he was very, very detailed, very prepared. Just we we appreciate him coming and having a good-ass conversation with the kids. Yeah, it was a great interview. He's super knowledgeable guy, and it makes, like JT said, it makes sense why he's good in all his business ventures he's been doing. I mean, he's the guy's got the entrepreneur the gene in him for sure. Charismatic as fuck. He just said, like, like you guys said, so prepared and stuff. And like, for me, who's not like a big smoker in general, um, and like he has like awesome, cool like starter sets and like kind of cool niche items that you can like help dive into that world if you're interested. So, I mean, you know, you don't have to be a big smoker to enjoy the interview or anything like that. Um, and everyone can definitely take something from it as well as, you know, we talk football. So, all right, guys, enjoy. All right, tonight, guys, we have a last minute guest, but certainly not least cigar connoisseur and the owner of the West Virginia rough riders, Greg Fernario. What's going on, man? Hey, man, thanks for having me on here, man. So those are my two biggest passions right there, football and cigars. I couldn't tell you which which I like more than the other. Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. Good combo. Good combo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, too, I, it might just be because I'm I'm getting older, but I, I, I notice my friends and family members are getting back into cigars. Like, that's something that I, I don't really – I remember it here and there growing up, my grandpa every once in a while, but now I see it more common in people my age and up. So like what, at what age and and when did you realize that cigars were your thing? So I'm I'm 46 now, I'm 46 years old now. And I mean, I always touch, I, I never smoked cigarettes in my life. So I'm not a cigarette guy at all. I never smoked anything, but a cigar, but, a cigar has so many different occasions of why you smoke it. So younger, you smoked them truly just for those occasions. If it was, you know, a celebration, if it was, you know, uh, maybe you're in you know, your buddy's wedding or, you know, a groomsman, you know, just a kind of a, a reason to smoke a cigar. Back when I was younger, I needed a reason to smoke a cigar and I smoked them occasionally. As I got older, what I mean older, I probably like my mid thirties, you know, that's when it was, I realized that. It's not just for occasion. It's actually to relax your mind, man. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I won't I'm, – I'm real picky on different cigars I use for different things. Like, for instance, when I go golfing, I can't have a really fine cigar. 
I'll still have a premium cigar, but there ain't no way I'm going to have like a really nice Cohibo or something because it's, it's not a relaxing moment. You know, I want to spend a good dollar amount on a cigar on a relaxing moment when playing, playing golf, I have a tendency to leave it on the ground or, you know, or it's just the cigar doesn't get finished properly, I guess I'm saying. So I have like my certain in my in my humidor, I have a certain set, set of cigars I have for golfing, set, certain set of cigars I have if I'm going to go on the road for like a little little drive somewhere. But when I'm just relaxing, relaxing, that's when I bust out some of the good stuff. That's funny. That was that leads into like a question I was going to ask you, because like. We'll smoke cigars, but I wouldn't say we know like a whole lot about cigars. Me and Jake both work for tobacco companies, but I'm mainly cigarettes and he's more snuff. I, I love cigars. I love smoking them. But I was going to ask you like because you've seen like you love cigars for a long time. So you can really tell the difference in like, you know, a brand or whatever. Like you said, you, you get certain kinds for golf. You get certain kinds for other things. Is it kind of like – you get, you know, you you acquire a taste for beer. You kind of, you have your different beers you like for different occasions. Is it kind of like that? I wouldn't say beer because a lot of people I know that are beer drinkers are stuck on that one beer, right? Like that Miller Lite guy is strictly drinking Miller Lite. You know what I mean? Like you know, he you you're not, he's not drinking Coors Light for any reason, or you're not giving him an IPA pretty much. So I wouldn't say to, I wouldn't go with beer, but I would go with wines. Okay. okay? Yeah, wine's probably the best way for me to describe this because, you know, there is obviously a, a price tier in wines kind of like there is with cigars. And, you know, if you're just really if you're in that maybe that romantic setting, you and your lady, you're going to have a really good night out or something like that. And even if, you know, so you might go a little more expensive. But if it's really just like, you know, let me take an edge off or something like that, you might just go with the house wine. So that's how I kind of more so with with alcohol is is going towards. uh uh you know, with the wine, but we also on the website, we put a, uh, we put a, pa- a monthly pairing together with different cigars and, and different alcohols, but we keep, we do all the spirits. So we're not, we're not just kind of going with the whiskeys. Like this month we're actually pairing, um, uh, we're pairing, a, a, a I think it's Perdoma lot 23 with the, uh, shock top, uh, orange flavored beer, okay. right? Because now you can, yeah, you could drink that shock top and get that orange flavor as you're as you're smoking a pretty strong cigar. So you just kind of kind of go like that. One thing I like to do though, when I'm completely relaxing and smoking a cigar, and it is, I like to get a little glass a snifter of uh, um, Grand Marnier, and not that I would just sip it once in a while, but I would dip my cigar wow. in and. Man, it lights your it lights your lips up. It is perfect. <laughs> Damn, that that's awesome. That is tight. So you you mentioned the website. First and foremost, what is the website so everybody listening can go check it out? Yeah, so our grand opening of our website on cigar online business starts tomorrow. It's called livingmybestcigarlife.com. And uh we're all all the social medias are on tack, you can have the Facebook at Living My Best Cigar Life, the Instagram at Living My Best Cigar Life, Twitter at Living My Best Cigar Life, and uh, we also got uh, Pinterest at Living My Best Cigar Life. So um, it's all it's all taken care of, and, uh, and that's really what it is. That's how I look at it as you are living your best cigar life when you smoke a cigar. 
and a lot of people um, create different pictures and selfies. They're driving a boat, right? You're on a boat, you're smoking cigar, you're having a good time. You're on, you're on the golf course, or you just might have that one setting by the pool, or you might put your, you know, the glass spot. I see a lot of different selfies with cigars. That's where I kind of came up with the name Living My Best Cigar Life, because that's really what you are. So if I can kind of build the site and the business, but then also just kind of build the hashtag, that'll be huge as well eventually, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is it, is it just you? Do you have a couple partners or friends or what was this all your idea and how long have you had this in the works? Or, I mean, what, was there a certain point in your life that you can remember where you were like, damn, you know, this is something that I'm doing every weekend. It's something when I'm golfing, why not try to get in the mix and, and start my own brand? Well, so I used to be in the nightclub business for years and um, so I say this past November, obviously a few months before this pandemic mess, um, I was looking to what I think is the new wave is these, uh, upscale cigar lounges. Um, I think it's a new wave. And, uh, so in my area where I live, I, I was looking at a spot that I was going to rent and put in a nice cigar shop in the base in, in like a bottom floor, put a nice little tapas menu and then upstairs, a nice cigar lounge. And I was going to pull the trigger and be honest with you, if it wasn't a pandemic going on, I probably would be having this lease already. It probably would have opened up a couple months ago, but because of the pandemic, you had to pull away from businesses like that. So, um, I said, Hey, let's go with this website first. It's a safer way to do things. And uh, and then kind of walk uh, work gradually up to that. So um, so yeah. So in November, I had the whole idea that we're going to go and I'm going to go into the cigar business. Um, now we're just taking, you know. So I want to have three different. We're going to have a website, obviously, livingmybestcigarlife.com. That comes out tomorrow. Um, I already signed a lease um, yesterday. I'm opening up a cigar shop, strictly just a cigar shop, not a not a. Um, lounge or anything and that's also in my in my in my hometown area and uh that will be open this say october and then hopefully cross my fingers um this pandemic is completely over let's say hopefully by next spring and then i can open up a lounge and have all three of them going cool cool see i'm a i'm a big dreamer so i like to ask questions for long term like is your dream for this is it just just your hometown area there would you like to even build more like into other areas have you ever thought about that or is that you just trying to get it started where you are now so i think the easier part of the business so so the website is obviously it'll be it'll be nationwide right we'll ship anywhere so trying to get that out that way and then i think the easier part of the business is actually just a cigar um shop um you know you don't need anything too crazy big and you can keep on opening them up you know anywhere you want um i think when it gets into the the serious expensive leases or more expensive is when you get into the actual um the cigar lounge slash restaurant you know slash bar but yes no the goal obviously um i already set the goal within 18 months i want to be able to have three cigar shops obviously the online business and um and i'm guessing in the 18 month mark pandemic hopefully will be over and then we start with the uh, cigar lounges, but, um, uh, and like I said, it, it is really the new wave. Um, there's a company out there, a cigar company called Rocky Patel, 
and uh, he actually opened up, uh, I think, right before the pandemic, even like a year prior to the pandemic, he opened up about um, eight different cities. He went to different cities, and, he, and they're called Burn. I think it's a perfect name. It's called Burn. It's a rest. It's a restaurant, cigar lounge, and obviously it's owned by the guy who owns the cigars. So, but no, that's the, I'm going to try to catch up to him. But that you know, we we right now we're we're in del- we're you know rain delay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Greg, I had a question. You know, you're talking about uh the cigar shops and everything like that. If I would walk in there now, me myself, I'm not a huge cigar smoker other than maybe like. 30 black and milds to my name, honestly. <laughs> and maybe a few uh, offshore Dominicans that I thought were Cubans and I got bamboozled. So what would you recommend would be like a good starter cigar to enter into this world, do you think? You know, that's a great question. And I'm really put a lot of thought into this upcoming shop that would really want to get creative because I, I, you know, I walked into hundreds of different cigar shops and some – you know, I don't want you to have to be completely, you know, educated to have cigar educated, so to speak, to have to know what's going on. Right. So what we're doing is I'm actually going to have cabinets that I'm going to recommend to the starters like, hey, all these cigars are only seven bucks. You know what I mean? So, I mean, because if you are a starter, you don't want to drop big money on cigars. I mean, you don't even know if you're going to like it. You know what I mean? I don't want you to drop buy three cigars and spend 90 bucks you know what i mean why don't you why don't you buy three cigars and, and spend 20 bucks you know so and you cut so we're going to have it kind of categorized i mean we're going to have the big humidor don't get me wrong where everything's going to be in i'm going to have some cabinets that says hey you know these are for the starters and uh this is some ideas i got for you and um because like i said there's going to be people coming in there that says hey you know um I, you know I, I i smoke you know black and mild you know, I'm trying to get to a premium cigar. I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, get the get the uh, Cohiba Black Churchill. You know, it's 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 a it's a twenty six dollar stick. You know, you're like, wow. You know, I mean, I'm going to light up a twenty six dollar stick. I mean, you have to you have to you have to gradually get into that, you know. And um, and, and uh, so, yes, we're going to kind of have some categories and stuff. But also what I'm doing is I'm creating fun packages. What I mean by that is, um, you know, there's we all you know, people play poker. Okay. Well, I created a poker package where the Romeo and Juliet, you get six Romeo and Juliet cigars. Normally there's six people playing, playing, uh, poker. Uh, you get a really nice ashtray, um, you know, name brand Romeo ashtray. And then you get, you know, I have my own, I have, we have our own deck of cards with our logo on them. You get the cards, you get the chips. So, and then, you know, then there's other things, you know, for the golfer where we created golfer sets. So it's not just trying to come on in and, and, you know, someone who knows that they, they want their certain cigar in the box and leave, want to kind of educate people as they walk in. And that's a great question because we're going to have that. And that's the kind of atmosphere I'm trying to build. That's awesome. I love the package idea with like the poker night or something like that. And be like, yeah, we're going to grab, you know, six cigars and we'll have a good night with the boys or something like that. Or like a golf trip, you know, you grab a set. That's, that's so cool how you have the sets like that. I like that. Yeah, very, well, very cool. Also, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of women going to come in here and want to buy the cigar for the husband or son-in-law or something, you know, for some kind of gift. And she might be like, Hey, you know, he's a big poker player. I'm buying this. Maybe he wouldn't bought it, but she's going to buy it. Cause he's a poker player or, you know, I'm going on a golf trip. You know what I mean? Hey, you got four, you know, one of that thing, you know, I golf for so many years and always put my cigar on the ground. Like I was telling you, and either, either it goes out 
or I forget it two holes later. I'm like, oh man, I got, I don't feel like driving back to hole six to get my cigar. So we have this, which we're not inventing it. It can't, it been out, but we're kind of more going to put it in people's faces that it's there is it's a cigar holder and it goes on the golf cart. It goes, it it claps onto the golf cart, almost like a clothespin and your cigar goes right there. So when you're, so when you pull up to your ball, you just, you just leave it there and it's still smoking and you come back and it's there, man. And it's, it's very, I mean, these things are those little gadgets that, that go a long way to, uh, to, you know, to, uh, you know, with your cigar, um, smoking, you know, stuff like that. So, um, that's what we're creating. Man, we're, like I, I did a lot of homework with different websites and, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you want to buy a cigar, they're, they're all about buying a cigar. We're kind of also going into that. We're going to have all the cigars, but we're really getting deep into this accessories, but also fun, ex- fun, uh, success, uh, accessories and stuff. And, um, like I got, I got this, uh, I got this, uh, big old, it's over here. I probably should show you, but I got this big old, uh, cigar raft, you, you know what I mean? So for a pool and, you know I mean? If you don't like cigars, that's a fun raft, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. uh, but if you do like cigars, that's a must. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. cool. No, it sounds like you got like everything kind of like answered all the questions of like for any newcomers or just, I mean, you make it super easy for the consumer to get what they want, especially like at all levels, which is awesome. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. But uh, when you open up the, the only problem here is um, we're opening up the site before the store. What I mean by that is, um, we can't offer a bunch of singles online because of the inventory would be greater when you have the store. So right because of that, we created, you know, some mix and matches, you know, like I, we brought in a, a good decent amount of cigars to mix and match, but not everything will be able to buy. But then again, you don't really just want to buy a single online anyway, cause you got to buy, you guys still got to pay for shipping and it doesn't add up after that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question, Greg. Um, you may you may have already said this, but are are all your cigars hand rolled? And then to to build off that, was there a maybe like a, a cigar company that inspired you or or you know to 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 do your cigars? Like anything that you really liked before, and you're like, hey, I want to I want to kind of not copy what they did, but you know what I mean? Like they inspired you to you know like their style, anything like that? No. Not really. And, and, and to answer your first question, um, we have it all. I mean, we're carrying, you know, what we're carrying it all hand rolled and, 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 you know, from all different places, you know, if it's, uh, you know, Connecticut, it's, you know, Nicaragua, you know, um, the Brazilians, the, you know, Cubans and, you know, the list goes on of where all these cigars are, are, are from and, and so on and so forth. But, uh, nothing really truly, uh, um, you know, came out and, inspired me or anything like that but um you know i mean like i do know my first cigar though um my you know my my first premium cigar let's put it that way because you know when i was younger younger i actually smoked the blunts but i actually kept the tobacco in the blunts (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah they came out with the flavors right i I don't know if they have them in in wheeling or not but down here they got what's called philly philly's blunt Mm-hmm. that's that's yep. the company i work for we do oh the okay yeah yeah, yeah. And they have great flavors right strawberry yeah and 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 chocolate and whatever and uh 
I, I, I still like, I still actually really enjoyed that. It's a quick smoke. Like, like you can, you can smoke that so quick. And you know, if you're, if you're not, if you're in a hurry, if you need a smoke, you can smoke that. But what I'm saying is on my first step up to a premium was, uh, a Monte Cristo and I was just at a wedding and guys walk around with boxes and say, Hey, you want a Monte Cristo? And I always heard of a Monte Cristo and I know it's pretty premier and, uh, premium. And, um, so I, you know, I, so I guess if anything, that might've inspired me because I was so, it just felt a different way, you know, mm-hmm. a different, you had different swag, so to speak, smoking this Monte Cristo, you know, and, and that kind of got me hooked. Yeah. It's funny you say that, like with the swag thing, I can remember my first time smoking like a, an upper, I've heard of Monte Cristos. I think I've had a couple, but my first upper class one was, if you want to call it that, was an was an acid. I, I believe it was called. It's been mm-hmm. it's been about eight years since I smoked cigars, to be honest. But you know, but I can remember that feeling. Like I remember walking into a real nice cigar shop down in Orlando, and we got them, and they they cut them in there for you, and and all that. And we just walked around the pavilion of this area we were in, and it was it was a pretty cool feeling. You just you just feel like in the moment there. Yeah, no, no absolutely, it's definitely. Uh, like I said, I mean, especially when I was younger, man, it was definitely a, a a certain swag about it, and I liked it. So, it's funny you mentioned the Phillies because we all we also do the Dutch Masters, and they have something the the it's called Corona Honey, and they're thicker, and they're like you said, they're quick. Like they're you smoke them real fast, but I love those damn things, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they burn quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a, it's just a guard at the end of the day, you know, and and you know, it is what it is. So it's and I can tell you right now that strawberry is that's a great flavor. So I don't I mean, <laughs> it's a good cigar. I mean, at the end of the day. So but I would go to the convenience store back in the day and buy the buy the Philly blunts and I like a, a Wawa or something around here and. Yeah. They would look at me like, oh, yeah, this guy's yeah, yeah. going to smoke the weed. <laughs> and like, no, I, I love the cigar, man, believe it or not. I have so. a quick, uh, quick personal question, and then I'm going to toss it over to Jake. So you said in the beginning you have your cigars for, for separate occasions, but out of all those, do you have an absolute favorite cigar? Well, recently, because I've been um, – you know, putting this website together and obviously getting ready to start my, you know, open the cigar shop. I've been trying to test a lot of cigars. I want to be able to have the knowledge of, you know, hey, I smoked that one. I smoked that one. Yes, that's a good proper. That's good. That's good. And um, so probably and especially during this downtime of, you know, the pandemic and stuff, I probably smoke so much that it's ridiculous. And um, I do kind of have uh, a favorite uh, that I'm kind of going back to all the time and it's the, uh, it's, it's, it's what I'm smoking here right now. And it's the, uh, Podomo lot 23 and it's, uh, um, a Corona. So it's like a smaller, fatter, remote, you know, cigar and, and, uh, but I, I, yeah, I like it, man. So I kind of going, so the Podomo, Perdomo Lot 23 is, I'm kind of hooked on it right now. And it's not crazy expensive, and it's just kind of the middle of the road. I mean, it's probably a $10 cigar. So, and that's just perfect, man. I mean, you know, it's, and, and it's not about, you know, what kind of money you got in your pocket, man. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, if you can burn if you can burn a $100 cigar, God bless you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I mean, some of them actually are terrible. 
You know what I mean? So just a terrible cigar. I mean, it's just someone who wants to have, you know, Lamborghini got cigars out. Damn. And they're very expensive, as you can imagine. It's the Lamborghini brand. And just a logo on the box is, you know, people were, and then they got cut, and, and we're actually selling them. And we selling the, uh, all the accessories. I mean, you buy a Lamborghini cutter or, or uh, a lighter, and you're about 100 bucks per, per cutter. When, you know, they sell cutters for 99 cents, right? Yeah. And, I, mean, you, I mean, the name brand's a name brand, but I mean, you can still get like a Rocky Patel or a Cohiba cutter for 20 bucks, 18 bucks. But this Lamborghini is it's $100, and that's, the lighter is $120 in the ashtray. But you know who's buying that? The guy who has a Lamborghini in the driveway. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That That is wild. You uh, you brought up downtime, and it it brought me to think, for those of you that are listening that haven't realized yet, Greg is the owner of the West Virginia Rough Riders that just came to town last year, which right now – Right now, the season would be over, correct? Or would we be in the no. playoffs? Uh, yeah, we'd definitely be in the playoffs. But, playoffs. Uh, we, oh, well, uh, I know that. I know that. Uh, we would be right now. What is it? The end of end. Of, uh, the ch- this year's championship game was going to be August seventeenth. So, uh, we would be heading into the first round of playoffs. I guess tomorrow. Gotcha. Yeah. So the re- reason I bring that up is because I just wanted to know. Um, how, how did you get to acquire that team? So what, like when, how many years ago did you acquire the team and what, what made you want to go, um, that route also? So right. Once I got out of the nightclub business, I shut the nightclub down and, uh, got out of there in 2015. I took that whole year off of just figuring out what's next. Right. And, uh, so I got into the, um, um, uh, football agency business, and um, as hard as it is to get anybody into the NFL, because you know you have to, you know, either get a diamond or rough, or have the, you know, the years experience these guys to trust you. Yeah. I just kind of try to build a career in the CFL. So I had about, you know, twelve to fifteen guys that I was representing in the CFL in 2016, and then some of them I noticed so needed more work, and they were. I really didn't know anything about these arena leagues. I knew about the AFL because I live in Philadelphia and the Philadelphia soul is yeah. out there and all these other, I never really knew about the secondary leagues, so to speak. Gotcha. And, um, so this guy was like playing at this arena team. I'm like, arena, like you play against the soul. He's like, no. So I kind of learned a little bit about it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty decent. I didn't know about this, you know? And so I figured it would benefit me on both ends of the stick. I can, get the players to go to the CFL or even greater and, or, you know, NFL, if that's the case. And, uh, so I took a stab at it. I tried to find an arena near me and there is nothing near me. Cause you can't, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, the Philadelphia schools in Philadelphia and that's really the only arena. And that's not, that's not in the budget for this level of arena. You know, that's like yeah. crazy amount of money to get a 20,000 seater. You know what I mean? So, uh, the, so I found a team that, well, I didn't find a team. I started a team, but I found an empty arena that had a team before in Richmond. And that's about three hours from me. And so I went over there and we did, we, we opened up Richmond Rough Riders and uh, they had a team there years ago and it just kind of was going from there. And then we're there for two years. And then, um, like I said, we, um, uh, we were told that they're going to knock their arena down. And then I kept on looking for another arena down there. There was nothing. 
there's like stuff there that like if you throw the ball you're gonna hit the ceiling you know and it just kind of wasn't wasn't arena arena right yep so so then we kept on looking and um we found the west banco and when i went there i thought maybe it'd be a little too small but it wasn't man it was perfect size for arena football and um and then uh you know and here i am so um now this pandemic this this thing really messed up a lot of people and uh, a lot of things and um you know here we are set to play this past april and uh not able weren't able to and that kind of hurt a lot of the players financially you know they're counting on it coaches myself um everybody in every business but i'm just using that as an example of how how bad it was And, and the problem is you know we don't even know when large gatherings are going to come back because we are what we are doing is we're setting up alumni game um, from all the years that we played. We had some really great players and we want to bring an alumni game and play it in at West Banco. And um, that'd be sick. <laughs> yeah. And it would, you know, we had, you know, Robert Meacham from the New Orleans Saints. He was wide receiver. We had Greg Hardy, who's now UFC. You know, we had a bunch of great players, though, and it would be a great game. And, um, um, we were going to do that October 17th. You know, we didn't really peep the uh, the date, but we that's was just set in stone with us in the West Bank. They called me the other day and was like, "They're they're probably they're not going to open up for any kind of ticket sale business, you know, at, at all for 2020." They're saying the Nailers are probably going to start in January. Damn. You know? So um, the only thing they're going to be open for might be like you know private events, you know, on the floor or something, you know, that's not yeah. That you don't so then I'm like kind of scared because like, okay, so because if you would ask me in June, are you going to play ball in October? You know, set, I'm like, yeah, of course, this is going to be this mess will be all over with will be good. And now you're saying that that arena or large gatherings won't that shut down for at least 2020. I mean, are we coming back in, in spring? I mean, and and. Yes, a restaurant will be open. Yes, this will be open. But large gatherings is a whole different animal because if they if they ask us or if they tell us, hey, or just tell the West Banco, you can open up, but you have to sell every third row and every other seat. Well, that's a small building. That's 5,200. What's that bring it to? 1,000? Yeah. You know, how you can even possibly try to make any kind of money or 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 – or be able to pay your players, and and then you know what you you know you can't really raise ticket prices. That's going to scare people away, and to make it make sense, and you know, so that's the big scare right now, man. So uh, is it coming back or is it not coming back? Well, and and that's why, like for myself, you know, I I I mean, I hate to say this, but I just kind of mentally prepared myself that I don't think things will be normal normal until like 2022. I still think next year. We'll have to wear masks and I mean, whatever, I don't care. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, go, I'll wear a mask to go watch a, a football game, a basketball game, a hockey game, whatever it may be. But I, you know, it, it is interesting to think about because it, you don't realize how many jobs it takes away from people in terms of owners, players, coaches, and not only that, but concession stand workers, janitors, pe- people like that. So it, it is it is a very, very wild time, and if you would have told me last year that we'd be living like this, I would, I would have laughed in your face. I think. Yeah, I would have. Been, I, yeah, no one expected any of this, but um, I'm just trying to say though, the problem here is, um, you know, 
I guess the big the big thing is Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl is obviously the biggest thing in the United States, um, and that comes in February, where arena football is uh, roughly about to start in March. You know, with camp and stuff. So if, if the Super Bowl plays empty, then I'm telling you right now, a month later they're not going to you know say okay now large gatherings begin right. Absolutely. So I think the whole I, I know they're starting the NFL season without fans, and they might and I know they'll go the whole season probably without fans. But will the Super Bowl be played with no fans? And that's not until February. So, obviously, that's down the road and hopefully uh, all this. But then again, man, the election might cure this whole pandemic. <laughs> yeah, man, I was talking – I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. Obviously, I won't be pissed if it's all over after the election. But if it's all over right after the election, it's like, man, really? Like we had to do all this just for uh, that. Oh, you know, that that would be I would be I, like you said I wouldn't be pissed, but I I would be pissed in a yeah, sense. So I'd be exactly. I, I don't know yeah. what I feel because like you know you lost trillions of dollars by acting a certain way, right? Prior to because I could tell you right now, and I said it over and over and over again, if this was 2021 and the next presidential, uh, um. The next uh, voting for president is not for another three or four years. Th- it would have been solved by now. Or is it really that bad? I don't know. I'm not saying it's not. But I'm saying it would have been a little different than what it is right now. And uh, um, it's a shame that, like I said, if it's cured before Thanksgiving, then, yeah, something something was fishy, man. But Yeah, no, um, I'm with you. A lot of people losing. Um, I mean, I can just imagine downtown Wheeling. All those businesses or the few hotels that are down there and, and restaurants, you know, they counted on West Banco bringing in whatever they're bringing in. If it's if it's the fights, if it's the football, if it's hockey, yeah. if it's if it's bull riding, it's a couple thousand people flooding to downtown Wheeling with the Capitol building yeah. there, right? The Capitol concerts. And with both those two places closed, it gotta be a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just know from personal experience. Like after a Rough Riders game or a Nailers game, everyone just walked over to River City right after the games. Yeah. And, you know, that's def- I mean, that's not happening. I was impressed how many people were in this small city during a Saturday night. Like it was a football game, but then there's something going on in the Capitol. And then we'll go over to um, – late, late, we'll go over to uh, 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 the casino. Yeah, yeah. And, that's been, and they have a little act, a little band going on. And it was a lot of people – that came from all over the place. I remember talking to guys at the roulette table and stuff, and he said he's from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Like, why the heck you come all the way down here to gamble in Pittsburgh? And he's like, well, we went to a show at the Capitol, and then we were over here to gamble. So it's like so many different things bringing you in. But for the last hundred something days, and maybe it might even go now, you know, for the rest of the, you know, 2020, nothing's bringing you in there. So I mean, how can you survive, man? I hope I hope these businesses, you know. And hotels and stuff uh, can make it through, but you know I don't blame them if they don't. Yeah, man. I, I mean, who knows? I mean, I guess only time will tell. But aside yeah. from all that negativity, I have another personal question for you. Obviously, you're a football guy. You're from Philly. Are you an Eagles fan? No, nah, I'm a New York Jets season ticket holder. New York oh, Jets, shit. Se- really? Cool. <laughs> How did you become a Jets fan? Huh? How'd you become uh, a Jets fan? Oh, uh, so I'm, I'm originally from New York, Queens, oh, okay. New York. 
So I'm a Jets, Yankees, Knicks. I'm all, you know, I don't really care for hockey, but I'm all all for that. I see my man down here is wearing a Steelers jersey. And, um, um, but you know, you, you, know, you, you know, you miss Bell. Let's just be honest. You, you miss Bell, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, so I, you can't hate on, you can't hate on that. You know, oh, we're really, we're really bad for a long time. So, so, you know, but yeah, that's, that's, that's who, that's who I, uh, I'm a season ticket holder, like I said, so I'm about two and a half hours away from there, but I make it up to the games. I got a, I got a New York question. So since you said you're from New York, obviously you know what the lifestyle's like. I personally never been there, but you know, I, I have a, have an idea with the news, movies, shows, whatever it may be. Do you think the, the New York city lifestyle in terms of people living there on top of each other, do you think that will change now that everybody sees what could happen if a virus really does damage in close proximity to people? Or do you think things will go back to normal once everything kind of wraps it up in terms of population and people living there? So, I mean, I heard that a lot of people have been trying – this is from, like, some successful realtors I know that are, like, on the, on the Jersey side of things, the border. Uh-huh. They said they are just crushing it right now because a lot of people from the city are trying to move into the suburb area of Jersey. And believe it or not, even though they're buying these big homes in Jersey, they're actually saving money because it's still cheaper than some of the New York, you know, style living. But so people are slowly trying to get out, but it you're still going to see – mob street it, when, when it's you're still going to see it mobbed in the streets and waiting for taxis and stuff i think when whenever they say it's okay they're just going to believe it and it's okay and they're going to go with it you know what i mean because i think it's so many people that it's just going to be you know you might still get millions of people say no 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 i'm not doing that but then they're going to be a lot of people that are still doing that because it's just it's just so it's just so filled you know what i mean so yeah it's just so populated that, yes, I think it's going to be back to normal uh, before you know it. Awesome, awesome. Well, honestly, Greg, we, we appreciate you stopping by and talking with us. It really was great to chew your ear off about cigars, football. I, I, I hope the next time you are in the area, we can get you in studio and we'll we'll smoke a couple cigars and, and light it up down here. But um, for, for the – yeah, and and uh, don't don't be afraid to give us all the Rough Rider leaked info first. <laughs> yeah, <Gosh. laughs> but um, like so today was huge, man. No one knew about it. I knew about it for two months. That Coach Mook retired and uh, moving on. I mean, he's a hard personality to, uh, you know, uh, like I, I always I always uh, bust his balls. I said, you know, because you've seen how he walked out of the tunnel with like the Ric Flair cape and the hat and, you know, big black guy, so on and so forth. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That's what it's about, man. It's about putting a show on. I don't want, you know, this little, you know, I don't want you just to run out of the tunnel and like, you know, with a headset on and, you know, trying to play ball. I, I want that. Like it's a show, man. And he had, he had a great personality for that. So uh, the whole sport and industry would miss him, man, but he's moving on to a new journey and uh, better in his life, man. So that's what it's about. For sure. For sure. But before we sound off, Go ahead and repeat all of your cigar stuff. Shout yourself out, whatever you have to say. The floor is yours, and then we'll sign out. All right, man. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, 
Uh, we're opening up uh, Living My Best Cigar Life. That opens up tomorrow.com. LivingMyBestCigarLife.com. You can get you can get anything. You know, we have over 1,500 cigars, uh, brands of cigars, um, all the all the name brand accessories, humidors, all sizes, gift sets, anything you can imagine. Do with a cigar we have, and um, and you can also check us out on uh, Instagram at Living My Best Cigar Life, and Facebook at Living My Best Cigar Life, and Twitter at Living My Best Cigar Life, and Pinterest at Living My Best Cigar Life. And I advise all you guys to go and live your best cigar life. Hell yeah, man! Hey, Greg, thanks a lot, man. Um, right. Hopefully. Hopefully we get to meet you in person. We'll get you on here again. Thanks a lot. Yeah. This was awesome. And uh, guys, you can catch me at JT Nixon underscore on Instagram. That's JT Nixon underscore on Instagram. I'm on the Juicebox podcast Twitter. That's at the Juicebox pod. That's at the Juicebox pod. Follow us on Facebook, the Juicebox podcast. We are not the diabetes, the Juicebox podcast. Yeah, Greg, thanks for stopping by, guys. You can find me, Twitter and Instagram, at JuiceNixon underscore. Follow the Juice Box on everything. Make sure you check out Greg's stuff. We'll we'll go ahead and tag him and post them in uh, all of our Instagrams and tweets. And, yeah, sounds good. Go ahead, boys. Thank you. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Catch me on Twitter, at TiggyNation, T-I-G-G-Y-N-A-T-I-O-N, and on Instagram, at Money in the Bank Tigs. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at JuiceboxZar. That's Z-A-R. Z as in zebra, A as in apple, R as in respects. R as in Reebok. Don't get it twisted. All right, boys. Bye. So what we get drunk. So what we smoke weed. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we go out. That's how it's supposed to be. Sagging my pants, not caring what I show Keep it real with my niggas, keep it playing for these hoes And look clean, don't it? Watched it the other day, watch how you lean on it Eat me some 501 jeans on and roll joints bigger than King Kong's fingers And smoke them hoes down to they stingers You a class clown, and if I skip for the damn with your bitch smoking gray You know what, it's like I'm 17 again, peach fuzz on my face Looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste Oh my god, I'm on the chase Chevy, it's getting kinda heavy Irrelevant selling it, dipping away Time keeps slipping away, zipping the safe, flipping for pay, tipping like I'm dripping in paint. Up front, folk once like a leaf, I put the wheat in so the chain. So we get hey. drunk, so what we smoke weed, we're just having fun, we don't care who sees. So what we go out, that's how it's supposed to be, living young and wild and free. Care. Cause if me and my team in here, it's gonna be some weed in the air. Tell them, Mac, blowing everywhere we going. And now you know when, when I step right up, get my lighter so I can light up. That's how it should be done. Soon as you thinking you're down, find how to turn things around. Now things are looking up. From the ground up, pound up, this Taylor gang. So turn my sound up and mount up and do my thing. Uh, now I'm chilling, fresh out of class.